When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome to Rice, sharing the Asian perspective on entertainment, sports, and trending topics. Today's main topic is going to be the Netflix movie. It's trending in the top 10 of Netflix right now. It is called The Half of It, right? Is that right? Yep. The Other Half? Yeah. The Other Half? I think it's The Half of it. I don't the know. Half okay. of it. What yeah. is it? <laughs> I just clicked it on <laughs> um, And the, the reason why we've chosen this is because it has a female Asian lead, which seems to be quite popular on Netflix lately and um, quite mainstream, which is a very good development. On the show, we have Sebastian Chow. Hello. Um, we've got Veronica Antipolo. Hello. We've got Gina Siva. Hi. And we've got Josh Yang. Hi. Cool. So um, let's just jump jump straight in. Um, if you had to give the movie a one-word review, what would that word be? Let's uh, put Gina on the spot first. Um, one word. Yeah, I would say it was good. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, we'll we'll come back to you because that really that's tough. not um that is that's disqualified. <laughs> so we'll we'll head over to Veronica and see if she does any better. <laughs> um, comprehensive. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's go over to Josh. Um, I would say it's, uh, it's, I feel like there's a better word than different, but it's like a, a better word to use. Cause it's, uh, I'd say it's different. Okay. Let's go over to, uh, Sebastian. One word review. Uh, uh subversive. Uh, it kind of like, I was thinking the, yes. like that. Yeah. That's cause here's why it. Is oh no like no a, no no! Just one, has, just just one. Just, one I can't one, explain it. Just subversive. No, 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 no. That's just it. one word. One word so far. We're we're gonna okay. jump in. This is this is a preview. Let's call okay. it so, so people listen to the rest of the pod. You can't you can't give away the cow. Okay okay just, okay okay. Just the milk so far. Yeah, uh, I was thinking along that line as well. Subvert, <laughs> subversive, <laughs> subversive. Don't steal, don't steal it. Don't you steal it, John? Okay, and uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, head back to Gina. <laughs> Deceiving. That's going to be my word. Mm. Okay, yeah. and my word mm. would be thoughtful. Okay, okay. so um, I, I, I did see looks of judgment in there, but that is my <laughs> word. <laughs> um, okay, so our first topic we'll go into is... Um, one thing I did notice about this movie was how Ellie, the main character, she grew up in a town where she was the only Asian in her entire high school, the only Asian basically in the town outside of her father. As we know, that is very common. I have a lot of friends who experienced this growing up. And um, I'll, I'll sort of, instead of going to somebody directly, I would want to open it up to somebody um, to raise their hand if they went through this growing up where they were the only Asian kid. Okay, let's go over to Sebastian. How did, how did it feel to, uh, to be the only Asian kid and how, how did that sort of 
um, play into your interpretation of the movie? Well, you know, there's definitely a lot of isolation in being uh, the only Asian kid. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of slurs get thrown around. Usually, not the right one. Uh, they have trouble <laughs> finding out which they're. Once they find it, though, they won't let it go. It's a, it's a precious gem to them once they find it. Mm. Uh, and in this movie, uh, like you know, they did not find the right slur. Mm. They uh, they they you know they said like choo choo train, and they <laughs> train sounds out of the back. Chugga chugga choo choo. Yeah. Uh, mm. And, you know, I, I understand why they might not want to put the real racial slurs in a Netflix, like, PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. Was it PG-13? I forget the rating. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely would have bumped it up if, if you, you dropped some bombs in there. <laughs> yeah, but, but did, uh, was there anything in Ellie's experience that sort of triggered a past repressed sad like i'm really trying to dig in here let's uh... oh yeah he's, he's trying to take me apart <laughs> like he's carving up a chicken <laughs> uh you know there's uh there's a lot of like the uh basically what i'm asking is to want it... to overachieve okay but i didn't really i didn't like relate to being a direct immigrant i'm a little more removed than that mm. uh i'm like two generations apart from uh from china but whereas Ellie is, you know, she's she was born in China in the in the movie. Mm. Okay, cool. And you know, and they have they have like a language barrier thing. And I, yeah, you know, I, I personally, I much easier for me, very easy for huh. me. I wasn't in Squamish. I was in the. <laughs> I, I was like an hour away from a town where many Asians lived. I just wasn't allowed to go there. Oh, okay. Let's 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 dig into that. So you were you were forcefully separated from your heritage. Let's uh, was Whoa. what was what was what was the reason? That's dramatic. I that? know. Uh, the reason for for that was like, I don't. Uh, well, all my Asian relatives were in Canada, and I was in De- I was in Metro Detroit. And, ah, uh, yeah. And there there are pockets of Asian communities, uh, but they were not close to me and my parents were, you know, they were working. And especially because when I was in high school, it was during like the, the, the depression of, uh, Oh eight. Right. Mm. So oh, both yeah. my parents were working. Uh, like I had, uh, like I, I had school, I had a part-time job mm. and like, you can't really go down and hang out and like try to find out where to learn how to play Mahjong or ping pong at the, the rec mm. center in Novi, Michigan. Mm. Right. Uh, I, I did go once and I got wrecked by a guy, a white guy in like crazy colored track pants. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there was like a, a bunch of other Chinese people speaking Chinese and I don't speak Chinese at all. So there's another element of like removal mm. because when I see a group of, uh, of Asian people, like I kind of like, oh, they're, they're my people. I'm, I'm connecting. But it's not really. It's really surface level because I don't have any shared experience with uh you know, like real, r- real Asian people. Yeah, langu- you know? language would definitely be a barrier. I know growing up with my Asian friends, for sure, we treated people differently if they only spoke English, for sure. And Asians are pretty cruel. So mm-hmm. um, let's go over to, and now that I've uh, uh, forced Sebastian to relive his childhood trauma, let's head over to Veronica and see uh, what kind of tears we can squeeze out of this life story. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I well I wasn't uh, so I mean it's not accurate I wasn't the only Asian I grew like I went to school with kids from the bridal path because my school was literally just Mm. by post road and you'd cut through and it was by bridal path Mm. so no one knew what Filipino was because this was back in the early 80s so I just lied and said I was Hawaiian because everyone kind of knew what Hawaiian was because Hawaiian punch and you know (laughs) Grass skirt. <laughs> so, best connection to Hawaii. Yeah, that was that's as close as I got, and um, and also too like the same thing with racial slurs. They were always incorrect, and then I always felt like I was giving like an explanation that lasted too long, and they just didn't care. They just wanted to yeah. they wanted to push me down, but I was like, no, but wait, get it right. Yeah, and it, it feels kind of racist in itself to go into the etymology, and it's like, no, it's not like it's not zipperhead because that's like in vietnam when they would drive and then it's like well that's kind of fucked up i don't want to say that well, in it, 
Exactly. And like, keep in mind, I'm like eight, 10. So I don't even know that mm. much either. All I know yeah. is that you're calling me the wrong thing if you're trying to yeah. insult me. And it kind of puts you on the back foot and like you have to like summon forth some native pride <laughs> and defend it. But you don't know any of that because I don't know you, any you had of to it. adopt that like from second hand. Exactly. No. There was one recess I remember I went around with my friends and I I was uh, equating myself to toast and saying I was like lightly oh. toasted. And oh. so I went around calling everybody like, you know, they're darker toasted or they're not even toasted. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, those could turn into different yeah. kinds of ethnic yeah. slurs real quick. Well, yeah, because there was the one Irish girl, bread. She, yeah. She she came up to me. She's like, you can't go around calling people toast. She was East Indian, and I was <laughs> oh, like, but I'm brown too. <laughs> and and isn't it kind of strange that people like like inflections of like white culture in uh, people who are not white they have to justify it or we have to justify it by like comparing ourselves to food. It's always food. It's like I'm a banana or <laughs> something like that. I'm an Oreo. Like it's, I'm curry. Why is it got to be food? Man. <laughs> I don't know. You can only understand me if you can eat me. Well, yeah. white people are crackers. So, I mean, it's all kind of, <laughs> yeah. it all comes full circle. <laughs> and the name of this show, circle. the name of this show is rice. So we are also, yeah. the food is very, very important to, I yeah. guess, yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's important to Asians. We're all about yeah. food. Yeah, but it is yeah. true that there's surprising numbers of fruit that like actually fit a lot of our descriptions like <laughs> coconut just perfectly for brown on the outside white on the inside That's right egg for white on the outside yellow and then banana classic banana so i think that should be what we should be looking at why are these fruits so mm. you know racist yeah. when they're in their creation i think it's the and, dole corporation yeah. they're really racist mm. it's the dole. Dole corporation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you know um in, in this movie, it wasn't just Ellie who was feeling isolated. It was her dad as well as somebody who moved to the country. Mm. Where is is Quahimish? I don't even know where that is. Is that? It was shot in New York. I don't think they ever really specified. You know, oh, no. I I think I, they I, said I, go to Iowa or something. Uh, so maybe they're in Iowa. Maybe that's mm. part of it. Oh. Like it's in nowhere. Like you don't. It's like it's so yeah. in the middle of nowhere. You can't even I know think, where it is. Yeah. The the point is, it's a small white town. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> actually really reminded me for a second there. I thought they were talking about Squamish in BC because that because yeah because I'm from BC right. So when I heard mm. Squamish, it's like are they is that some kind of reference to Squamish? But no, it's it's very much supposed to be like an American setting. Yeah. Well, you know, the the one interesting thing that I found with them living in 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 a Squamish and also with Ellie being the only um, Asian kid in her school was that it was uh it was a temporary move and it was supposed to lead to to bigger things. Um, whereas I do find a lot of a lot of Asian parents, like first generation, when they move here, they actually purposefully choose the the assimilation route. They want their kid to be the only Asian kid so that they do um, push away their past and adapt. And, you know, they are coming from a good place because they feel like this is how their kid is going to adapt the most quickly. And I always put out the public service announcement to parents, no, that'll just traumatize them. Nobody wants to be the only thing of like I tell this story a lot, but there was one. My school was the opposite. We were all Asian, and we had one white kid, and we beat him up every day. Like you do not, <laughs> like seriously, you do not want to be like that type of assimilation. Will not, you know, make you fit in in the country. It's just gonna get you beat up. So I don't know if any parents are listening to this, but please, please save your children from this type of ridicule. And now save I, your children from Vong. You will oh, assault your children. I, I will beat you up. <laughs> not me, not me personally, but I, I, I will say, did I, did I step in to help? No. Did I maybe stand around and laugh? He's more of the manipulator behind the scenes. He's like, everybody, he's in the yard right now. Go get him. Cheering oh, on the side. I'll pull up my phone and film it. <laughs> Bing, he's bribing. He's, you kick him. You punch him. Oh, yeah, so you know, like the other option would be sort of what my parents did, which was, you know, they forced me 
to honor my heritage in every way. Like we weren't allowed to speak English at home. They're like, you'll learn when you're outside of this house, but in this house, you're not going to forget who you are. So, you know, it was sort of, I don't know, there's definitely different ways. And I know parents are coming from a good place, but honestly, please do not put your kids through that trauma because it never ends well. Now, speaking of parents, um, Back to the topic of Ellie's dad, you know, an engineer coming to town, um, you know, with with a PhD, having to take like an entry level position um, because of his accent. And now, you know, my parents, you know, they obviously they, they came here, they had accents. My dad was a forest ranger. Um you know, top of his class, went, you know, was in the army. He came here, he had to take a laborer's job, um, you know, sort of really rebuild from from the ground up. How how are your experiences or, or your parents' experiences? Um, I, I know maybe it might be different for Sebastian because it doesn't sound like your parents were first generation, but anybody here had parents that had to, had to adapt um, to learning the language on the fly? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, my mom was a teacher in Singapore and then she came over here and it didn't really mean anything. Mm. So um, she had to go back to school and uh, she went and did, I think a couple, like a two year program in business at like Centennial or something like that. And then uh, got a job with an insurance company. So mm. totally different from being a teacher. Right. Um, but she had to do what she had to do to make money for the family. And my dad, um, when he came over, he actually has an incredible story. So it's going to be way too long for me to tell you now. But no, no, tell he did it. a lot of hopping around oh. before he made it over to Canada. Um, so he actually had to like run across the border and got caught by Border Patrol. And they put him in jail and stuff. And then he had to claim oh. refugee status. And it was like, it's like a whole thing. But eventually he made his way on over um, actually to New York and he was living in New York somewhere, not New York, New York, but like the state. Um, mm. And mm. then working as a bus boy, just trying to make money to bring my mom over because he came over first and my mom was still in Singapore. And that they, mm. the reason why they couldn't settle in Singapore is because Singapore doesn't allow anybody to settle there. <laughs> like if you're a foreigner, mm. you can't live there forever. You're mm. not even back then. You weren't even allowed to wear, marry Singaporeans. They had to go to Malaysia to get married. Mm. Um, wow. That's my dad's from Sri Lanka. And so he was just a foreigner and they wouldn't allow it. And so, yeah, they made their way on over. Eventually my mom came over to New York, met my dad there, and then they started a family and my mom was pregnant. And then there was a lot of like crime and stuff going on. And my dad's like, you know what, it's not safe. So he made a few phone calls. He had um, friends living in Montreal. So went over, settled in Montreal, my sister was born, then heard that there's a large Tamil community in Scarborough. So they moved over mm. to Scarborough and then that's when I was born. My brother was born and I've been in Scarborough since. So I love I that you that you yeah. refer to it as Scarborough and not like Toronto. <laughs> oh no, it's it's Scarborough because Scarborough is where a large Asian community is, especially Tamils. Like we we have a lot of Tamil people in Scarborough. And that was the reason why my dad came over. My dad actually worked wow. his butt off in security jobs and whatever he could, put aside a bunch of money and opened up his business. And so he owned a market. So like, mm. you know, when you see the Simpsons and they're all like Apu and stuff like that. Yeah. Like my dad owned a market. And so anytime I see that stereotypical thing, I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, yeah, totally. My dad had a store and he was very proud of it. And I was proud of him too, because he worked his butt off to get it. Um, and he, every day he was at that store, 10 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Wow. Oh, and, oh, and how, how about you, Josh? How were were your parents, um, did they immigrate here or have you, has your family been here for generations? Yeah, no, they immigrated in 94. So I was born in Beijing, but I actually, no, they probably came in 93 because um, I didn't come over until I was two and a half. So when I was like mm. one, one-ish, my dad came over to start his uh, PhD over here. And then my mom came over a little bit afterwards to set things up. Uh, and then I actually lived with my grandparents from like one and a half to two and a half and then came here when everything was ready. Hmm. Cool. And, I, and so I grew up with my grandparents, too. So it was like completely hmm. I was in, immersed in Filipino culture, except they wanted me to learn how to speak English specifically because they thought that would slow me down and deter me. Deter so. you from from learning anything because they uh 
they didn't speak English. Well, you know what? They spoke better English than they they thought, mm. swearing anyways. <laughs> and um, and they were really afraid that I would not be able to assimilate, especially in the neighborhood that we were in. So they, I remember them specifically telling me, like, you have to speak English at home. And they would mm. speak to me in, um, not in Tagalog even, in two different dialects. Mm. So I, like, I... I haven't retained any language, any dialect. Oh, so you can, you are a hundred percent English native speaker and that's. Yeah. Yeah. And French. I can speak French, which is useless to my family. (laughs) Wow, That's interesting. I, my parents taught me Tamil at home when I was a baby and then. Up until I was a toddler, I only spoke Tamil. And I have a sister who's six years older than me. And I would always tag along and be like, oh, Akka, which means big sister. Mm. Be like, Akka, please speak in Tamil. Please speak in Tamil. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and I was that like little loser kid that can speak any English, just <laughs> wanted to be a part of things. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And did you, how did, how do you feel your parents were treated with their accents and were they able to, um, to integrate? In, in into society, I don't know, maybe maybe with, with Josh, you said your your one of your parents was taking a PhD. Maybe um, in academic circles, is it maybe a little bit easier than say in um, like you know outside of the academic world, or is it just equally as awful? Um, I'm I'm not too sure actually um, in terms of like his exact experiences, but I did get a sense that obviously when you're kind of the the exchange or the foreign student or the foreign PhD person coming in here, there's going to be culture shock. You're not going to be able to immediately relate to everybody in terms of how the academic environment is set up. But like in terms of what he had to do to get to where he is and be able to like teach um, like as a professor and get his English up to that level, like he is definitely almost like a daily process where he not only has to like constantly listen to like different radio programs or like English language programs just to make sure that it's constantly updating his vocabulary and stuff. So mm-hmm. even until now, like I would say his, his English is, is very good, like good enough to be an academic, but I wouldn't say is like, it's perfect. And uh, similarly for like my mom, I think some immigrant uh, parents who come here, it's, it's a lot tougher and like it can take much longer. And sometimes like your English language skills will only get to a certain level and like they might only be able to improve mm-hmm. to a little bit to a certain point and then over time it's like just how, however much English you can get by with you you uh, you use so yeah. yeah I think that's definitely true like with my parents my my mom um, she evolved her English a little bit more quickly because she had to take care of like the the household bills and dealing with the banks, um, different things like that. Whereas my dad had had less of those household duties, so it's taking um like a lot longer to um you know, and in his English even now like thirty five years later isn't say as comfortable as as my mom. So it it's mm-hmm. definitely I, I do think when you move somewhere as an adult because they were, I I think like definitely in their thirties by then. It's uh it, it's. It's difficult because, you know, I, I do get mad when people, you know, look at my parents or, or people like my parents and they're like, you've been here for 30 years. Why can't you just, you know, learn the language and all this stuff? Like, honestly, yeah. it after 30, it is not easy. <laughs> like, it no. is not no. easy to rewire yeah. your brain. Um, and uh, think, let's go over yeah. to... I think it also has to do with, like, not only is it not easy, but when people try, they're made fun of. Yeah. You know, and how, how the, the, that doesn't feel good. We don't learn that way. You know, it doesn't make you want to be brave and keep trying again because mm. you're afraid that anytime you try to speak English, people are just going to yell at you because that's the thing. When they don't understand you, they just raise their voice because they think you're deaf all of a sudden. Mm. Uh-huh. And they'll just be like, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Or they'll straight up say to their face, learn English. So it's just, it's not very oh. nice. Mm. So yeah. why would I go talk to people when I can't really communicate with them? I might as well just stay with my own community and speak to them because they understand me and they're not going to talk to me like that. Right. So I don't know. I remember my grandmother used to uh, talk about um, people all of the time to my aunt and I would be like, they can tell that you're talking about them. Like they can tell by your, the intonation of your voice. And she'd be like, nah. (laughs) Now uh, I I know uh, 
I think everybody else in the call is multilingual, right? Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you uh, have you ever caught somebody who was like talking trash about you uh, in another language and thought you didn't uh, you didn't speak it <laughs> and I called them out the time and you totally wrecked them to uh, because the you're like hey I understand that language <laughs> you're rude in my set then they I go talk to hell. about it yeah in my set I talk about it uh, mm. Filipinos my hair I was darker when I was younger um, and my hair is actually curlier than this but they never knew I was Filipino. So I'd go to gather. I was on the TTC everywhere. And they, I, they'd start talking about me in Tagalog. And I'd have to be like, I can understand you. And then they would say to me, uh, they'd start talking English. And they'd be like, how, do you, how did you learn the language? Because <laughs> like, I'm Filipino. And they'd be like, who's Filipino? Your dad or your mom? I'm like, both of them. And they'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the funny thing with me is I don't know, like the um, the people I grew up with, they didn't really try and mask that they were talking about somebody. They would just like flat out, just openly point to them. Mm. Yeah, they <laughs> they they had no shame. They they didn't care. In fact, they were probably happy if you could understand, because then they wouldn't have to translate it for you. Then, yeah, <laughs> to translate it, so they'll they'll talk shit about somebody else, and then like have somebody go over there and interpret the trash. <laughs> Talk to them. yeah like sometimes they would try and translate it themselves they'd be like oh white guy ugly or something like they just you know they just, <laughs> just sort of say it like they they were they had no shame they just would you know and if they didn't think you spoke the language they would attempt to because they wanted you to know um yeah those mm -hmm. are it was it was fun times uh, uh growing up <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I've know if this experiences is with like uh tamil guys where they're at, especially in my high school i don't know people just didn't really realize i was tamil they mm. would just be like oh she's guyanese and that, that was basically it and i'm like whatever i'm not gonna stand around fighting each one of you to be like i'm actually tamil it's just you think what you want i'm here to go to school i could care less i remember one time i was walking down the hallway and there was a group of tamil guys and this one guy's like hey like look at her over there and this is all happening in tamil and i could hear it and then the one guy's like, who, her? And he's like, yeah, she's cute, don't you think? Like, I should try talking to her. And then he was like, no, man, she's Guyanese. Leave her alone. And he's like, oh, Guyanese. And then oh, wow. it was just like that. So what am I going to do? Be like, actually, I am Tamil. Excuse me, please hit on me. Like, I was just like, whatever. I just like, yeah. right? What am I supposed to do? That's so... Um, so off of similar to the same topic on accents, but let's lighten up the mood a little bit. Like, um, accents... A lot of accents are considered sexy, but Asian accents generally aren't put into that category. Uh -oh. I think um, it's just the tonal, usually. Is is mm. it tonal or have we been conditioned? Because I actually do find a touch of a Mandarin accent pretty sexy. Uh -oh. Are there any Asian accents that you would like to represent as sexy to try and change this narrative? Or have you bought into uh, what society tells you and you believe the lies that Asian accents aren't sexy? This oh, is a I, very I, loaded I, question. I've been, I've been let so in. Loaded. I'm a sheep. I've been outed as a sheep. Uh, okay. Me, I don't know where I fit in on that because I don't find like, you know how people think British accents are so hot yeah. and things like that? I don't care for that. I think it's the oh. weirdest thing. I hate British accents. I can't lie. When I hear one, I'm just like, oh my God, this voice again. <laughs> <laughs> this voice again. This, I'm so sick of this Not voice. Again. Get it out of here. I don't know. I must have something oh, like gosh. internally yeah, deep down on. there somewhere. Somebody oh. must have pissed me off when I was a kid because I really don't like it. I hate hearing it. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Do you think that the Filipino accent is very sexy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really think any accent is sexy, to be honest. I think it's more about what people say. I'm not really an accent person. I'm not like, oh my God, that guy's hot because of his accent. I don't, I don't care. I had an ex-boyfriend tell me that um, Tagalog to him sounds like two chickens fighting. Like, fuck up. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So I, mean... I don't think that's sexy. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's got to be a better way to say that if you feel that way. <laughs> is there, you know, is are there accents that you guys do find sexy? I, I know I sort of opened up, sort of making fun of you if you had this belief, but uh, like um, Asian? No, any in, in, in any accent um, that you that that you are attracted to. Be Did you brave. Say no, I don't. But, know. No, he said any accents. Any oh, accents. I, I thought like, he said 
French people think French accents what? are hot. What did oh. you think he said? I don't know. I thought you were being specific, like Trini. I was like, why Trini? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trini accents are cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, is there? Listen, I, I know he sort of killed this question by making fun of you um, beforehand. <laughs> if you were to answer, no, yes. I'm never opening up again, Vaughn. But why? Uh, why? Oh, or, or maybe this. Do you? Does anybody on this um, podcast? Did you guys like maybe change your Siri to a different accent because you oh. found it sexy? Do you like? I've got a lot of. I'll I'll say quote unquote. Um, um, bougie, stuck-up friends who will change their Siri to a British voice anytime. Anytime I have wow. a friend who's not British but has a British Siri or Amazon Alexa or GPS, I'm just like, wow, this person just wants... It's the same type yeah. of people who come up and tell you that they, they're they like 2,000th in line for like the, Engl the England throne because oh, they just want to be... <laughs> yeah, because they want to be associated with the royal blood. And I don't know. Honestly, I just find if, if you're not English and you <laughs> oh, just love this the accent. <laughs> hey, listen, my, my GPS accent has been turned on to Homer Simpson. Um, so I'm not sure what that says about me. But, um, oh, wow. I didn't even I know they had an option. option. Yeah. I have a friend who's um, their, their GPS too, sounds like... Their GPS sounds like the boy band. But when I heard it, I was like, is this an Indian man? Like, why? Why is this like this? Yeah. See, I, I would be a bit hesitant to make it British. Because what if I need to, like, what if I get screwed over by some, like, grammatical error? Like, I'm like, uh, Siri, take me to, where's the nearest hospital? Or, like, how do I get to the hospital? And then Siri's like, don't you mean, where's the, like, how do I get to hospital? Where's the hospital. the? Like, you don't, you don't say that. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, there's like pronunciation differences. I know that that, that got a little weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so just when, just... I, when I'm driving, like I get stressed out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to yeah. like, oh, why are you saying words like that? Siri, you bitch. Stop it. <laughs> uh, okay, so this was supposed to be a movie review. I know we've gone a little bit off yeah. topic. What, what? So well, <laughs> I think I think the, uh, the, actually, the movie does a very good job in terms of like talking about themes relating to communication right because you yeah. have the communication yeah. between um ellie and her dad mm -hmm. then you have the communication between ellie and the rest of the kids in school and then like the central theme between uh ellie helping the guy communicate to um aster the the, the apple of their eyes and like he isn't able to communicate the way he wants to so he's using her to communicate for him um i think in terms of that it, it does a very good job of describing different levels and seeing them play out. I think it did a very good job in terms of the, uh, the relationship between Ellie and her dad. Mm. Like when she spoke Mandarin, um, it wasn't the greatest pronunciation, but then it makes a lot of sense within the character because she wouldn't have any other mediums to really learn a better version of the Mandarin accent. Her dad's accent was was perfect. It was authentic. And like everything about his conversations and everything seemed very, very on point to me. Um, yeah, I think it terms of learning like the language and the it, how you learn it, what kind of mediums you learn is very important. I would say my Mandarin's pretty decent for um, pronunciation wise in terms of like growing up in Canada, a lot of different immigrant kids like they would have no idea how to pronounce it or like they'd have a similar pronunciation like Ellie's. It's a little cluttered. Uh, it's a little clunky. But I think a lot of that was due to just me and my family watching um, Chinese dramas almost every day, whether it's <laughs> like like the old in Canada, it's like the old talent vision. They would have some kind of um, Chinese drama at like four o'clock or seven o'clock. And I remember watching that all the time. And then that was my most accurate reference to be able to like at least pronounce with a decent accent. So I think that isolation that she was in was, was definitely um, tough and it kind of came out through the, her Mandarin as well. God damn. What, what a cogent and like, so on point series of thoughts. Like you got fed the, the topic line like hours ahead and you just wrote it. That was so good. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I thought I know, I, that's what I kind of liked about the film. There's a lot of different points where, like, you could see it. You can you could make the connections between like a lot of the things that they um, they put out in there. And uh, I mean, like the communication element. I thought I didn't even I didn't really think of it until now as we were talking a bit more about like immigrant um, communication and and that relationship. And then that was kind of the central issue with with the film, mm. apparently. Mm. Yeah. How did you all feel when uh, the father spoke to Paul in his language? Like, do you remember that scene where I they're do. just standing yeah. there and then he just starts speaking in his language? And I'm like, wait, can Paul understand? That was yeah, really funny. That's, I thought that was, I mean, I guess the point was the sentiment and how mm. he was speaking. But I thought, what if he was a bad communicator and he spoke like in a monotone? Then poor right. Paul would be lost. You know, yeah, I, I, Paul's character. Oh, no, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Paul's character has some like weird, like emotional connection elements. Like he's kind of like a combination of like, water boy from adam sandler's water boy and forest <laughs> like he's just a complete idiot who's like really heartfelt Aww. he's like i just like sausages yeah. uh, he had to look, look up plagiarism he said he looked yeah. up the word plagiarism. he's, he's yeah. like uh, i love this girl and then she's, she's like do you know what that means he's like uh, no i no. i love this girl <laughs> but uh, he tried yeah he tries though yeah. he tries though he yeah tried. yeah uh, sort and of he, sort of going going on on that same topic about the the portrayal of the high school kids, you know, not not just, you know, the portrayal of, of an Asian lead in high school, but also the portrayal of a jock, also the portrayal of, you know, the quote-unquote hot girl from school. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, it was it was you, Sebastian, who sort of had your one-word review as, as subversion. Um, do you want to get a bit more into that? Do you think that they, um, yes. that they subverted so tropes? So it's a bit subverted in uh, in the way that is really in the the meta of Netflix's current development patterns, which is uh, very much leaning like pro LGBT and uh, and pro like pro Asian, just like these these uh, these things which were previously merit their own categories for some reason, just because they're icky to the normal mm -hmm. viewer. Now they're they're bleeding into now now it's regular and that's good, but. Uh, it it tried to like it it subverted many things, like the uh, how uh, Aster like how now now uh, Ellie's now after Aster too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's a surprise. Ooh, it's a surprise. Now she's gay. It's a surprise. I knew yeah. within two seconds. Like right away, I'm like, this yeah. girl loves this girl. <laughs> yeah yeah right away. yeah like the book like the, the immediate call out on the it's like you can't get away with shit like on my on my terms you can't quote stuff from television i know that <laughs> uh in the first letter yeah well one part like that you got I, on the back and forth right uh, one part that i like that they subverted was that the it wasn't a clean ending and that they were just like yeah. really confused and i was like that's kind of high school like these big love stories that sort of complete their arc. I don't know a single couple in high school that finished high school with a completed arc. Like you left high school confused. You're like, I don't know if I like you. I don't know if I'm gay. I don't know if, you know, maybe I'm reliving my own trauma because my first two boyfriends turned straight and are married to women now. So for me, high school was all about total confusion. So when they ended on like, I don't really know, yeah. I might have thought about it. But who knows? Um, how about uh, how about uh, thoughts from you, Josh, on that um, on that topic? Yeah, that was like I was thinking along the same lines of like subverting how it does a good job of taking um, what you would assume is your classic uh, relationship triangle is like the guy wants to get the girl who the guy is like either you know dweebish or nerdy or just you know, not within the same uh, level as the the object, which is the girl. Um, but then in the end, it's like, oh, whoever helps them get to it is like suddenly realize, oh, this is the girl that he's actually uh, into. And then I, I remember there's a really good scene where, okay, this might be spoiler. Yeah, there's definitely a spoiler. I think we're all past that. Yeah, okay, f fair enough. But there was this one scene where it actually kind of really came to... Uh, a tipping point where it's like the guy realizes he he likes Ellie. He goes in for the kiss with Ellie, not knowing that Ellie was actually into uh, Aster. And then Aster was already kind of dating 
the guy at that point. And King, it was King Mud Ripper. <laughs> yeah. What? What's his name again? Mudder. King Mudder. <laughs> King, no, no, no. Like uh, it's like Trig. She was yeah, no, the, the Paul. It was is Paul, Paul, right? Oh yeah, Paul. Paul. Yeah. They had yeah, kissed. Yeah. They had kissed a yeah. couple of times. So, so I they don't had think kissed. They were actually in a relationship. Yeah. So she was under the impression that Paul was the guy for her on an intellectual mm -hmm. level. So she was actually into him. And then she also had that scene with, where they established a bit of a connection between her and Ellie. And there was that moment where when Paul kissed Ellie, she turned him down. And then when um, Astor came in and saw that whole thing, it, it was an interesting reveal because I noticed that in a lot of other stuff you see before when that kind of three-way uh, reveal or twist happens it's usually two people are like negatively affected one person isn't really negatively affected because that's kind of like what they wanted but in that scene all three of them got mm -hmm. fucked like the guy got turned down by Ellie who he <laughs> thought was into her Ellie got like completely destroyed because she thought she hurt Aster and then Aster got knocked out because she thought this guy was kissing this new friend of hers and she bonded mm. with her on a on a friend le friendship level so that was something i noticed where like it subverted everything because all the characters in that moment were like impacted with that one scene where normally like it would mm -hmm. just be your classic oh i got shocked and then one person is happy about it one person is confused about it or whatever so like that was one thing i noticed and then all throughout it it really did kind of um play into how you would imagine yeah king mutter like that's supposed to be the stereotypical guy who's like the main focus of you at a big truck yeah of your Impressive. general yeah right where like he you think that everything revolves around him and he thinks everything revolves about him but the entire story plays out without him being any focal point so yeah. that i think that's a good element of how they subverted that narrative generally and i think the whole thing at least does a, does a good job of separating itself from the you know regurgitated stories that you always see in hollywood yeah let's uh let's oh, oh uh, go ahead sebastian yeah i was gonna uh talk a little bit on what you mentioned with the with the like the intrigue because it, it seemed like there's a lot of struggle when to introduce intrigue like the like the love triangle stuff in a way that's like not played out like uh, this is this was pretty not played out. This was this is pretty yeah. fresh. But also to make things not just dissemble into like and everyone just walks away going like what the fuck just happened? Which this one did, but it was it kind of makes sense because of the whole high school thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know the whole love triangle thing. It's been so well explored that when like to, to introduce intrigue, usually yeah. it just like everybody falls apart. Oh, I my one thing with that scene, Josh, that you talked about yeah. when he kisses Ellie, I, I was like, uh, and then she was concerned about Astor. I was like, did you not get it yet? Um, yeah. Paul, are you yeah. not connecting? I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's so of, it was obvious, like how many scenes ago, but it should have been obvious now, Paul. But that's what bothered me about that scene because mm. he leaned in for a kiss and then she was like, no, what are you doing? And instead of being like, oh, she thinks we're just friends, like I overstepped, you know, he was like, oh, you're not into me. You must be gay. Like, it just seemed like she didn't say I'm gay. So why yeah. is he just like, oh, you're gay. OK, it's right. a sin. Like, excuse me, just because I didn't make out with you doesn't necessarily mean I'm If, if you don't want gay, the sausage like, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. You know, it's the only option. They yeah. did a, That's I think they did an interesting way of like letting that play out because there was that one moment before when Aster started to or sorry when Ellie started describing Aster to him where he's like that should have been the moment right where he realized yeah, that she's actually that's what I mean. but that went over his head over it almost head. it almost took Ellie shutting him down and being hurt when she saw Aster seeing them for him mm -hmm. to realize it so I think that kind of helped a little bit but like yeah his response to that though was was really bad that was it's like sin. that was such an asshole yeah, response sin. yeah yeah you that's know, like went biblical on her which he is... came around he came around okay <laughs> yeah. yeah give the sausage taco yeah. guy a break but let's let's be real here a taco sausage would be awful yeah. Would it? it? Would it though? I was starting to question by the end of it. I was I like, I think it's good. You know what I want in my tacos? Intestine and less like <laughs> taco. 
No, but I, I kind of feel like when you put the sausage in a taco, then you can add the toppings no, to it. it. No, it's yeah. putting the taco in, like, if you put it's the taco like in. It's like a hot dog. Like ground, is it taco like, seasoning? Hot dog yeah, like a, yes. No, no. I, I, yeah. I Watching your weight, you're like, oh, I'll like have this in the wrap. If you chop up the, the sausage and put it in a taco, that's a bit different. Still a negative. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the part I saw, and I know there were different versions of the sausages, but the one I, I liked was when they basically just replaced the hot dog bun with a hard taco shell. Yes. And for Very me, easy. for me, I'm like, oh, that would work because I yeah. actually don't usually eat the hot dog bun anyway, but I would probably eat a taco because it's made out yeah. of corn instead of regular gluten. So I was like, I, I would put my toppings and stuff in a taco shell and then wrap it around no, a hot dog. No, no, no. Yeah. My thing is like, I either have hot dogs or like sausages, <laughs> but no buns. Yes. But then we'll always have like a taco kit, you know? So yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. have like a solid piece in the taco. That's that's against the rules. Like a big but, piece, a big long continuous sausage when everything else is like loose and comes apart in every bite, but the yeah. sausage is continuous. Think outside the bun. This is the sin. So you want it to be a cut up sausage. Like if you cut that's, up yeah. sausage, that's much more acceptable. That's or no much casing. More acceptable. No casing. That's no just a, the best just a loose hot dog. Isn't then it? it's just <laughs> degenerate entirely. A loose hot meat. dog. Yeah, because it's not because it's not in a bun like the just bun. A boiled, a boiled <laughs> hot dog, unseasoned. Wow. Around I in thought taco. I thought maybe you were slut shaming the hot dog. You're like a loose hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's it's because it's just covered by a thin layer of tortilla. It's not like it's not like oh. a yeah, thing yeah. as a bun. Uh -huh. But it would have to be. It would have to be a hard shell. It would have to be a hard shell, not a. What's, what's the point? Yeah. I I yeah, kind of feel so. like I kind of feel like that I'm that the conversation is going toward food because I I, I booked this podcast during dinner hour, um, and we're probably all all a little bit hungry. Yeah. So um, let's. Ooh, uh, I thought this was we we're get really getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of food, there was one moment I I really liked where they they had uh, the dad making dumplings, uh, mm -hmm. so that they could pack on the. Uh, on the trip for Ellie to go to to Iowa, go to where? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is super Asian. Asian? I love yeah. that they put that in there because that's just the immigrant yeah. mentality. It's like, yeah. what you don't have to go out and buy. Don't spend money on buy it. I can make it. I'll make it for you. Pack it up in container. Eat it uh, on your way there. It's like home cooking that kind of mm -hmm. thing. I thought I that love was a that nice scene. Touch. I love I love that it was like permission almost without really mm. giving permission, but like no, like yeah. I want you to go. I yeah. want better for you. I came yeah. here for you to be more like your mom, not like me. Please mm. go. And then he's making all this food for her. And it's like, okay, how do you say no to that? Oh. That's very cultural too. Where mm. um, I feel like Asians, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not going to speak our feelings, but we're going to show you some other way. And if you don't oh, pick yeah. up on it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you'll go to therapy for the rest of your life. Exactly, exactly. It's like, it's like I'll beat you at night, but I'll make you a lunchbox in the morning. Exactly. Well, and I love you. Well, you, <laughs> you know the the one thing is with communication and sort of what you're talking about, like Asians might not say it. Actually, so I, I had a couple of white boyfriends um, earlier in my life, and one thing I did have to teach them is that nonverbal communication is really important um, to like basically to non-white people like there's not um because my white boyfriends are always taught you know that stupid saying that i wish they would like stop teaching um white kids which is like don't assume because it makes an ass out of you and me but like where i grew up it's like no you have to assume because if if i'm like if i'm family if i have to say it and like you don't know me any better than a stranger where i have to spell it out word for word then why are we even family? Like there's an expectation to be able to read people and sometimes you're wrong, but that's what I was telling them. I was like, I'm not going to spell it out every time because that's if true. we've been together for two years, you better make assumptions and you should be right most of the time. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think there's a big communication um, gap there. One thing sort of um, jumping on to what Josh said about how that was his favorite thing. Um, do you guys want to take a, um, each take a turn of what your favorite thing of the movie was? Let's uh, go to Veronica first. I do like that. It was, um, it was different from the, the usual teen movie. I like that. 
all the characters she Alice Wu obviously tried to add some depth to to the characters um and I think I I said um that the jock even though he was you know a simple supposed to be a dumb jock she did try to you know the fact that he tried I've never I don't think I've ever seen that in any other team movie it's been very stereotypical so I do like that there was depth to those three characters even the even the dad Mm. Like there was, there was just depth there that I don't think I've seen in other teen movies. It was very angsty though. I was like, Oh God, get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. O- o- over to you, Gina. What was your favorite aspect of the movie? Well, my favorite would have been when the dad was packing her food because that was just relatable to me. That's kind of who my dad yeah. has been for me. Mm. Like whenever I go somewhere or whatever I'm doing, even through this pandemic, he'll be, texting me like oh I cooked or your mom cooked come by and they'll leave food on the porch for me because they think I'm starving I don't know um so definitely that was my favorite but I did I really liked when you could see um Ellie in that station like that train station and she was just by herself I don't know something about it was just kind of refreshing because I felt like she was just doing so much for other people and even though that's a scene where she's doing again for her dad Mm -hmm. it's still like a moment for her to be alone sort Mm -hmm. of I don't know. I just appreciated it. I think I liked the view and it was kind of cool that she's just chilling in a box, you know, <laughs> doing her job two, twice a day. And uh, how, how, how about you, Sebastian? Uh, definitely the five strokes scene where they, uh, mm. the where what? they painted graffiti. On oh, the oh, and yes. they, they, made, uh, they made something great together. <laughs> and then some guy just came over and sprayed it and then sprayed it all blue because uh, wow. they were defacing his property. Uh, I would say my favorite thing, and this kind of goes to subversion of expectations as well, which is that, um, you know, generally I don't like when movies only have one Asian character or one Asian, because generally you're they're like the side character. But if you're going to have one Asian character and they're the main character, then I'm like, okay, let's let's go to that. And I liked how um, all the white people just sort of revolved around her world. <laughs> But it was yeah. it was like her story, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'll I'll make I'll make an exception there. You you could have just one Asian if 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 it all revolves around them, and they're not just some like weird geeky character who just sort of jumps in for you know to be yeah. made fun of and then to to leave. Um, now, you know, at the end of the movie, there's a lot of plot threads left open, um, so it kind of. You know, and obviously it was trending in the top 10 in Netflix. So the immediate question is, you know, what are your feelings about a sequel? Do you want a sequel or do you think this is kind of resolved? Would you revisit these characters? Let's go to, uh, I know we've got people shaking their heads, but for drama, (laughs) let's go over to to Josh, who is uh, giving us a poker face right now. Oh, that's what I wanted. I wanted to do a poker face so you'd have to come to me. Oh, it's all planned. It's all planned ahead. Um, I was I was thinking it'd be it would be nice to see to follow the path of Ellie the her as a character. Like mm. if she's in like university, like you can explain you could kind of maybe explore a little bit more of of her uh, experiences, um, maybe like coming out to her her dad because that was the thing that I noticed she that wasn't resolved between her and her dad. That wasn't the, mm. like the communication issue. I think the communication issue was her and uh, her dad in relation to uh, everybody's feelings about her mom passing. So I think it'd be interesting to see uh, Ellie's character um, in that conversation. Cause I think that's by itself is a tough thing for like an immigrant family to deal with, to, to um, kind of understand the differences of that within like your, your old old country like mentality i think that's an interesting path it could take but in terms of having her like kind of come back and retread with the same characters i think that's story's pretty much done um i'm coming back to that in any point would just kind of ruin the the effectiveness of the first movie um but like i just like the ellie character so much because mm-hmm. she the way they also put her arc like she was the the studious asian unassuming asian kid with like a ponytail you know glasses like you don't think much of her and they didn't change her outer appearance to Mm. the end of the film they didn't like 
uh, doll her up. She's suddenly lettering her, her hair down, wearing makeup, no glasses, contacts. That kind of that wasn't the physical transformation, but they just made her more confident. Like she was still wearing the 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 ponytail and everything like that. She didn't really change the way she dressed too much, but there was a difference in like how she portrayed herself at mm. towards the end of the film. I think that's really important because you don't see that character much. Like, and I think a lot of immigrant kids would relate to that a lot more because they that's who they were they were the studious kid unassuming like it's not easy to suddenly transform to what everybody thinks is you know uh, a dolled up accepted version um of themselves so i think that was that was an interesting thing and that just makes that character i think more interesting than the rest of it so long long answer short like i think it'd be interesting for the ellie character to be just you know discovered a bit more but the original plot of the the movie i think is is final it's done okay so now let's head over to ronga who's shaking her head let's see if josh's very convincing argument uh has has a change (laughs) no i mean did she really change the only thing she changed is she ran and she gave her a kiss like that's not much of a change and also too who watched Degrassi Junior High at, when they went to college? Nobody. Who watched Joey when he left Friends? Nobody. I don't care. That's the I story. Did. I watched. Oh, okay. Well. Saved by the Bell the college for like two seasons. <laughs> That's it. Well, because you like Ellie, but I feel like I like the undoneness of it. Mm. And I'm, I don't really need to know more about you, Ellie. I mean, Maybe the one thing is I'd like to see, um, I do agree kind of with what you're saying with her and her dad. Yeah. I feel like her dad was a minor character who could have, I felt like there was something more there. And I was like, "Mm, I'd kind of be interested in his little side story. Right. But otherwise I'm like, "Mm, I'm done with you, Ellie and Aster. Okay, let's uh, (laughs) go over to, he's raring to go. Let's go over to Sebastian. Uh, you know, it's a lot like um, it reminded me a little bit of a, a marriage story, you know, that Adam Driver mm-hmm. movie where he was mm-hmm. getting divorced. Uh, this is a spoiler for that as well. Uh, but, you know, because there's a bunch of chaos. Everyone's angry. Like there's like there's a bunch of conflict and then it all just falls apart. It's kind of it's kind of realistic. Like everybody after the chaos happens, everybody just looks around and go like, I guess we're, we just leave now. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm going to college. And I, I would not watch <laughs> a sequel. Uh because like oh what she's gonna come back and then aster is different she's like yeah i wasn't really planning this out that mm. far uh mm. it t- turns out yeah. uh i was a child then and uh, i didn't even want to come back to squamish but then i guess we both failed in our respective fields and now we're just back home in squamish yeah mm-hmm. i guess that's the sequel or they serendipitously meet in the big city of uh i don't know where do they go where do they go like she Cincinnati. went to iowa she went oh to she went to iowa grinnell, Ooh, the big city. grinnell college grinnell college yeah. i wasn't yeah. living it sure up I in the big leagues no. <laughs> uh no you know they i don't know if i had to guess what happens next they probably move on and forget about each other mostly yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that the happened. most realistic. I feel like that would be the most realistic, you know, yeah. ending to that. Like, sure, they kiss, but it's like it doesn't make sense for that yeah. to last three years, four years in the future. Oh, uh, they're but, like 40 and they, they meet each other on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. realistic right How there. Had a couple kids, I want to see got this. Fat. Yeah, me true, too. True. I don't they, want to see this continue. No, I don't. I've, I've, I've seen what I've seen and I've had enough. Um, oh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like Ellie. Don't get me wrong. I like Ellie, but so she's negative. like a nerd and she's gone to school. So what? I'm going to watch this nerd at school. I just think that like she's, she's going to go and she's going to figure herself out. And I think that was the beginning of her exploring and right. understanding her feelings. And um, the Astro character has to do that too, but she was boring the whole time. So I don't want to see her definitely. And I don't want to see Ellie come back to this lame town that she's in. It's so boring Mm. and she doesn't, she's the only Chinese person and she's also exploring herself and they seem to be hella churchy. So like, I don't want that for her. I want her to move on, do better things. I want the dad to call and be like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to get a job where you're at. And I want them to be together. Yeah, sequel's dad gets a job, the end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, yeah, and just move on up. I want him to flourish because he's intelligent himself. So I I want that for them. They're, they're, I mean, they already set up the perfect sequel title though. Like, 
you could just mm-hmm. call it the, the other half other of hand. it. Yeah. yeah, the other oh, half right. of it. And then that would just be, that would be like oh. uh, perfect. They set it up, but you know, yeah. I, Josh, I that's a sin what you did right there. Oh, no. d- hey, you know what? It's, I put two and two together. I put one half together with the that's, other half. That's not two and two. Guys. That's 0.5 and 0.5, my man. <laughs> <laughs> two separate, yeah, but I mean, two separate objects. You put it. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Anyways, the other half. Of it. The other half of it. Uh. <laughs> okay, so let's just wrap this up with everybody giving a one-word recommendation of would you recommend? Um, let, let's say if it's your best friend and you knew and you know your friend, if you recommend something. You know, and so that type of friend who's like, don't, with, don't waste my time. So it's like somebody really counting on you. Would you say, yes, this is a good movie to watch or no? Let's go to Veronica first. I mean. One word. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Let's, oh, so sure. Oh, my words. So let's, <laughs> let's go over to Josh. I would. Uh, hu- hundred percent, I would recommend it. Okay, okay. that's that's one hundred percent. So many words is the hundred percent. That's, <laughs> that's just words. a one hundred emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred <laughs> slash underneath. Yeah. Okay, I'd let's recommend. let's go to Gina. Um, I'd say maybe. Maybe okay, <laughs> and now let's close it out with uh, somebody with a strong opinion in <laughs> Sebastian. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like if you feel like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're bored and you have uh, nothing else to watch, watch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But 100%. my my word to describe this in the beginning was deceiving, and I'm just kind of mad that in the beginning there was a disclaimer like this is not a love story, and then it ended up being a love story. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like this is. It was definitely a, a love story. Is what it meant. Yeah. They should have said not a typical love story or something. I don't know, but they lied. There's, there's definitely a bit of reticence to recommending to somebody something that yeah. ends with it falling apart because you'd be like, <laughs> like that left me unsatisfied. I'm like, well, that's the beginning the point artistically. The beginning of the movie, they did preface by saying this is not a love story. They lied. Yeah, uh, yeah. they did. They did preface. It. I would. I my recommendation would be yes, mainly because it's okay enough. But I want them to make more Asian-led films. So. Am I the only one who liked it? <laughs> I, I, so. I liked it. <laughs> no, I, no. I liked it. I liked it. Listen, we said I, oh, we gave, we, nobody said I re- I recommend that you not watch it. No one right. said no, that. Fair. No. So that's these fair. are all that's positive right. reviews. Exactly. Yes. Please. I liked it. Also, neutral they, they positive is still stalking. positive. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, yeah. Gina? There was a scene where they were like stalking that girl. So there yeah. were some things, some things about okay. the film that just didn't really sit like the first right half with me. Where I'm like, what are you guys doing? everything was deceiving about it ellie was texting for paul and astra's all like oh you know thinking it's paul like there's a lot of things that are like don't do that yeah that is that is very intimate listen they all failed so that's the lesson (laughs) right and that Uh, scene where she's in the pickup truck ellie's in the pickup truck texting oh yeah how did you not notice her yeah 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 and why isn't astra looking up to see if what's his face is texting. I didn't understand yeah. that. And Doofus wasn't even texting. Doofus so wasn't texting. Listen, is it called stalking or reconnaissance? Because that's the real distinction. No, they stalked her in the store. They were like behind research? the shelves. Like, yeah. Excuse yeah. me, oh, intelligent yeah. people do research. Well, <laughs> well God I think, I think a, a line report. was crossed. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially when they were watching research. her in like dinner with her family and they're like peeping. <laughs> that was too much. Are are, oh, are, are, are you sure yeah. you don't want to change your recommendation to that. no? <laughs> um, <laughs> that, this is sounding like, like a no. We're all in are, quarantine are we... and there's nothing else to do. So yeah. give it a watch yeah. and then get the views up so more um, Asian shows come on Netflix. I want to see more Asian characters. Yeah, my okay. recommendation is biased in, in favor of this movie. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think definitely but how much is the question yeah uh, I, think, I think it's a great it's a per, it's a well done film so i think it in is terms of quality yeah. it is but it i is. mean like yeah 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 it was too much introspection for me i was like it's like for me it's like adele i'm like, like yeah Jesus, i kind of enjoy are they punch people okay yeah i'm like i enjoy your the music but i'm like i have to be in a mood and i kind of want to cut myself after so i'm oh. like oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that took wow. a, that took a real swerve. Crazy. 
that yeah. uh, that I'm not sure we have enough time to go into, but I uh, <laughs> well noted Veronica. Um, she for the listener, she is um, quarantined with uh, with a child, uh, child. so yeah. that um, with yeah. Mother's Day coming up, so <laughs> that's that's a lot on her plate. So Send I'll me just the leave it there. Uh, I've um, seen you all in group therapy this week. <laughs> I, I thought this was our group therapy. Um, but okay, so just just uh, closing off, if everybody wants to give a little bit shout out of what their next project is, how we can reach you. And for those listeners, if you don't quite make out what they're saying, we will have their contact information in the show notes. So let's start off with Josh. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and maybe YouTube. I don't know. I might start putting clips up there um, at Josh Yang Comedy. Uh, I also do a weekly podcast with a, another actor friend of mine, Lucas Ng, where we talk to um, we talk about the process of making it. So the uh, within the industry. So the podcast is called Have We Made It Yet? Mm. And so far, we've had a few guests, and I think moving forward, we're going to do a lot more guests. So. Uh, I mean, if any of you guys are are free in the future, I'd try to get you on. Um, but yeah, so basically we want to talk about um, everybody's unique uh, stories when it comes to their approach to making it, what they view making it means. Um, and yeah, it's a Have We Made It Yet podcast. It's available on uh, Spotify, all the available podcasts. And it's on YouTube as well. So you can check that out. Okay, great. Let's go over to Gina. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Gina Siva. Um, and I generally post there whenever I have new projects coming up. So that's it. Great. Let's head over to Veronica. You can follow me on Instagram, sassy underscore la underscore V, the letter V. Um, I also do storytelling and I produce a storytelling event show. It's um, narratives for of women of color. So I actually have one coming up in two weeks for Asian Heritage Month. Mm. Sweet. That's great. And let's end with Sebastian. Uh, I make comedy sketches for YouTube uh, at Sebastian D. Chow, and I'm on Twitter at Space Bastion. Okay, That's great. What I'm up to. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm your host, Vong Show. You can find me everywhere at Vong Show. That's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, basically all the social medias. And my next project is tomorrow's episode. So uh, <laughs> tune back in and uh, thanks again and have a great night and thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.